Introducing the Black Jewish Queen Live Chat with the Black Jewish Queen herself, your host, Dr. Denise Gotautis. And happy Hanukkah to you. Um, as promised, I wanted to do another program revisiting the story of Joseph to make up for last week because it was a kind of a cutoff in the beginning. But I'm back here again and we. nation for one of <laughs> Joseph how his life it can re- how we could take his story and relate it to our story but first before we start I always go to a commercial break and we will return with the story of revisiting Joseph's life and how it compares uh, to a lot of things that we may experience. So stay tuned, everybody. Keep listening. And I hope you're having a good holiday today and a happy Hanukkah. Uh, this is the last day of Hanukkah for many of us. Be right back. And hello to all of my supporters and listeners. This is Dr. Denise Lopatis, the host of the Black Jewish Queen Live Chat on the Caribbean Radio Show. I proudly support the mission of Give Back Jamaica Incorporated and the founder, Dr. Evie, of the Caribbean Radio Show. Dr. Evie helps children and families throughout Jamaica through shoe donations. We urge our listeners to support this great cause by donation of shoes or any monetary gift of your choice. Any donation, big or small, makes a huge difference, especially during the hurricane season. You can contact Dr. Evie by email at givebackjamaica at gmail.com. That is givebackjamaica at gmail.com. Or you can visit the webpage at www.givebackjamaica.org. That is www.givebackjamaica.org. Whatever it takes to build a nation. I think we should sing this. Let's try this.
Introducing the Black Jewish Queen live chat with the Black Jewish Queen herself, your host, Dr. Denise Gotautis. Welcome, welcome to the Caribbean Radio Show. <laughs> Our topic is Joseph. The story of Joseph is a very important lesson. And, you know, as you just heard with that last song, If you believe, it was from the Prince of Egypt. This was a story based on the story of Joseph. His story, we could learn a very important lesson about our lives when we look back at the patriarch. And so I just wanted to speak on Joseph again like I did last week. Um, I was very inspired last week at the shul, the synagogue I went to, because the, the rabbi, he talked about Joseph, the things that Joseph went through, and how Hashem, how God brought him through these things. And so anyway, I wanted to just relay to you the entire discussion, the part that did get cut out, which I want to just reiterate, and I just want to add to uh, our discussion last week about Joseph, how it relates to you, and how each and every one of us, in everything that we face on a daily basis, we can relate to his story um, with the different things that happen in our lives. And you know what? That's a good way to learn. It's a good way to learn. It's a good way uh, to follow Hashem, to know the direction that you are going to go. I'm glad. I'm happy that everybody who tuned in tuned in today. We go into the story of Joseph. The story of Joseph, it starts in Genesis. Um, I'm going to say Genesis 37, chapter 37. Uh, Now, his dad, Jacob, Joseph happened to be one of the favorites. Well, he was the favorite out of all of the sons of Jacob. And when being a favorite to his dad, this brought enmity. It brought envy. And it brought envy to uh, Joseph from the rest of his brothers. Every, 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 and then um, his dad, Jacob, he made him a coat with many, many colors, um, and he did not make it for the rest of his sons, which everybody kind of figured, oh, you know, Joseph, he's he's the youngest. Um, they started to really envy him. And I know that, you know, when when I would say Hashem, which is our father, he blesses us, there are many I'm sure instances in everyone's lives when they had gotten something and it drew the envy of others. It drew the jealousy of others. And from that day on, after Joseph was made that coat, it brought 
they they turned they they were against him from that time on and so not to in to make things worse um joseph had a dream on top of the envy that was already there from his brothers his 11 brothers and you know um they kind of figured oh you know what dad he loves him more and so you know what i'm kind of you know they kind of they kind of they kept that they kept that favoritism you know there's always a favorite in um a family i will say <laughs> and what i'm trying to spit out is is that you know on top of all of this joseph he faced many challenges from his brothers and Hashem gave him a dream. And so I want to reach back on some of this before I had got into the topic last week of how Joseph, how his brothers came to sin against him and sell him and how he had to go through these things to become the person that he became. Okay. Because these things happen so that Joseph's dream that God gave him, that Hashem gave him, would come to pass, even though it looked like he was defeated, it looked like he was destroyed, okay? I want to go into Joseph's dream, okay? His dream, he dreamed a dream that Hashem gave him after his dad gave him this coat of many colors that his father gave him because the brothers knew that Joseph was a favorite to the father. And the dream was that the sun and moon and the stars, the 11 stars, they bowed down to, bowed down to Joseph in this dream. And Joseph, he woke up and he shared this dream um, with his brothers and this enraged the brothers even more. And Joseph also, he shared this with Jacob, his father. And as a result to this dream, Jacob, he rebuked him for being so, he thought it was, you know, they, they all took it as so arrogant of him. How dare him? I mean, he's already the favorite to Jacob, his dad, how dare him dream this dream? How dare him dream this dream? How dare him talk about a dream that Hashem, that God gave him, and how dare him walk around and brag about it? This was the things that were probably going through his brother's head. And so as a result, because they knew that Joseph was the favorite to their dad, Jacob, it made them hate him even more. And Jacob, his father, after Joseph shared this dream of the 11 stars bowing down to him, the sun, the moon, the stars bowing down to Joseph, he shared it with his dad. His dad said, hey, wait a minute. He kind of rebuked him and told him, Am I and your mother and your brothers 
we're going to bow down to you. And even with this dream, this caused even more hate. This caused even more envy. And you know what? In these situations, if you compare it to your daily life, if I compare it to my daily life, you know, Hashem, God, he wants to bless us with good things. But the minute that you share these dreams, these visions with your peers, with others, if you haven't noticed, sometimes envy comes. Sometimes uh, people, they start to hate you. They would think that you're bragging about it, things, as this was taken with Joseph. He innocently uh, shared something that Hashem gave him. And maybe that's something that many people would say, oh, you know what, he shouldn't have did that because it brought on the envy of his brothers. But in they made, at that, But at that time when he told that dream, even though Jacob rebuked him, he observed, he kept this dream that his young son had shared with him in the back of his head, even though he rebuked him because he rebuked him because um, Joseph sharing it, it made, you know, they took it as he making himself greater than anybody around him. They thought it was Joseph's arrogance. But needless to say, when these things happened, the envy in his brothers, it grew, of course. And from that day on, they saw him. And from that time on, after he shared that dream with the 11 brothers, they conspired to kill him. This is what envy does. This is what jealousy does. People who you share something with, your dream or vision with, they sometimes envy, sometimes these emotions, they could carry a person into jealousy. And jealousy can go into a person desiring a person's harm because of it. And this is exactly what happened with Joseph. Now, I've heard of people sharing things, sharing dreams, sharing visions that they had, or sharing some blessing that they have gotten. And I've seen people go into envious rage, and they have what they call, as we know it, haters. That's where the term a hater will come from, because they are mad at you because you might be doing better. They are mad at you because you are um maybe you have something that they want maybe you know it could be anything but this is exactly if you could just think about something in your life where you were blessed where you were doing well and somebody because of that because of something that you know something that you innocently shared that's why sometimes it's not always good to share everything that Hashem, our God, is telling you. He will give you a portion for others, and he will also give you a portion for yourself. And, you know, this is why we, every day, we need to pray things out to make sure it is from Hashem and that it should be shared. Because these things, this may have happened. Maybe Joseph was, uh, to keep it to himself humbly, 
or maybe Hashem gave him this so that he can share, could share it. But, you know, thinking that they were going to destroy Joseph anyway, what happened was everything that happened to Joseph, it was supposed to happen. After he had that vision, please note that everything he did, no matter what direction and what, whichever way he took, it was going into the direction of the fulfillment of that vision that he had, no matter how bad the situation had turned out. Well, anyway, they, the brothers were called near Hebron to feed flock, okay? And um, Joseph, he went to feed the flock. He did not know that his brothers, who he trusted, were so envious of him and so jealous of him that they could kill him. And so they wanted to kill him. And the nickname that they gave him was Dreamer. Oh, my goodness. Look at this Dreamer. Look at this dreamer coming, you know, and not only that, and, you know, they started mocking him. They started mocking him. Oh, look at the dreamer. Oh, my goodness. Look at him. You know, this is something that people do to others when they do envy them. This happens even now in this world. If somebody becomes jealous or envious of you, they start to mock you. And this is exactly what happened. And this led up. This led up to them grabbing a hold of their brother and casting him into a pit, okay? And they were intending on killing their brother. And now, this is what led me up to how uh, the everything, you know, everything uh, conspired with the story of the sin of Joseph's brothers because they wanted to put him, uh, they wanted to put him to death just because of a dream, just because he was their father's favorite. And see, um, this is what envy and jealousy or anything it could do. It could drive a person to try to harm another person all because they hate a vision. They hate a dream that Hashem gave um, to to even given to you, even a blessing. I mean, you hear every day, even in our world, uh, people may be blessed with a car. They may be blessed with a certain amount of money. They may be blessed with other things. Um, these things are not uh, given, you know, by um by evil source, um, Hashem, he gives evil, I mean, he gives good things to people and the evil things to people, you know, the evil things to people, it comes from evil, evil sources, but evil things, it don't last. If you get and obtain things the wrong way, those things can be taken away from you because uh, it wasn't gotten in the right, wrong way, wrong way, you know, evil things. So good things come from Hashem, 
and this dream and this vision, it may not look like it. When Joseph was put into that pit, that does not by no means look like anything his vision had because if those brothers, if that, if that dream and that vision was there present, they wouldn't have thrown him into the pit. But get this, it may look bad when he had gotten thrown in that pit, but getting thrown in that pit was the beginning of the fulfillment of that vision and that dream that God had given him. Had he not gotten thrown into that pit, going through that trial, in experiencing um, the hurt and the pain from those he thought he could trust, those that were his flesh and blood, those he thought he loved, they, as he seen, as he probably just was in so much pain and shocked at the fact that his own flesh and blood or his even his, his flesh and blood brothers who his friend, friends, the closest uh, to him, those he grew up with, he was probably going through a bunch of mental pain, getting thrown into a pit, and understanding the desire of his own brothers kill him. So in any event, even though this looked bleak for him, it all turned out for the fulfillment of this particular prophecy of the of the dream as we continue on with the story um joseph joseph's brothers put him in the pit and their plan was to um, kill him. But Reuben, Reuben, he heard the plan, and his his plan later on was to uh, go back and get Joseph out of the pit. He talked to the other ten brothers and said, "Let let's not kill him. Let's not kill him. Um, let's let's shed no blood." But you know, but 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 cast him into the pit, and you know, lay no hands on him, and then, um, well, anyway, as as they were deciding what to do with Joseph, they seen a company of Ishmaelites come. I think it was Ishmaelites, and um. They had sold Joseph to uh, these bands of Ishmaelites, okay? And the Ishmaelites, they um, they um, took him out of the pit, okay? And so the brothers came back. I think it was Reuben. He had came back. And um, he came back and didn't find his brother in the pit. And he was intending on delivering him from just pulling him up out of the pit and taking him back to the father secretly. Okay. And so um, 
they went back. It was no Joseph in the pit. And so they, um, Reuben, to my understanding, he's like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You you know, he's missing. What are we going to tell, you know, our dad? And what happened was they tore up the coat of many colors that Joseph wore. And after they tore that coat of many colors up, they killed a kid, which is a goat, a kid, and um, they put blood on this so that they could take this coat back to Jacob and so that Jacob could assume what, you know, he he could assume that his son was killed. And so, as we know, as the story goes on, Joseph is taken to Egypt. Meanwhile, Jacob rent his clothes, and Jacob made up his mind that a ferocious beast had killed Joseph. And so, in this way, his brothers, they were rid, they were rid of Joseph during this. But Jacob was grieved, was very grieved, because, of course, yes, this was his favorite son. But as the story goes, and I'm going to continue with this story, Joseph is sold into slavery, and he is taken into Egypt. And now as this story goes, we know that Joseph, he is working for, um, he's working for a captain of the guard. And Joseph, he does what he is supposed to do, and um, he is sold to Potiphar. Potiphar is an officer of Pharaoh. He is a captain of the guard for Pharaoh. And during the time that Joseph serves for Potiphar, he helps. Potiphar's household, and Joseph becomes an overseer over the house of Potiphar. He trusts him so much. And during this time, even though Joseph was sold into slavery, Joseph, uh, Hashem, he still follows Joseph with the blessings, um, with his blessings. He still watches out for Joseph. Joseph is not alone because Hashem is with him, but yet he is sold into slavery with Potiphar. But another um, trial comes on Joseph. As Joseph is trusted by the captain of the guard, Potiphar, Potiphar's wife um, pursues Joseph. And during this pursuit, she she comes and casts her eyes on Joseph and asks Joseph, lay with me, lay with me. And he says he will not do this deed to his master. And so one thing happens. She constantly, constantly uh, troubles Joseph and pursues Joseph until finally one time. Potiphar's wife 
tries to force Joseph to lay with her. He refused. He ran from her, and she had got a piece of his garment. And um, she screamed as though Joseph had raped her. And this is the second thing that happened to Joseph. Even though he was thrown into the pit, um, desired to be, well, anyways, he was, at first his brothers wanted to murder him. He was thrown into the pit. It looks far from the dream that he had of the sun, moon, and stars bowing to him. But yet, we don't understand how Hashem does things. He uh, normally, what I'm seeing with Joseph's vision is, is that he gave him that vision of promise. That vision was wonderful. The sun and moon and stars were bound to him. He was in that particular uh, vision. Joseph was ruling over. But the things he, what Hashem did was he did not share the in-between things that Joseph had to go through in order to get there. You see, and this happens to a lot of people. Um, people can't see. Um, they they have their promises in their hearts of what they're going to be and what they're going to do. But, and it could be a promise from Hashem, from God, that they are going to get to where they're going. But, they see the good part, but they don't see the in-between. In between. They don't see what's in between there in order for them to get to that point. And so as you see, as we're talking, as I'm talking about this, Potiphar's wife, she falsely accused Joseph of trying to rape her. And then from that point on, Joseph is thrown into a second bondage, innocently, did nothing wrong. He's thrown into prison. And so this is not looking good. First, he's thrown into a pit by brothers who wanted to kill him. And then from that pit, he's sold into slavery to an officer of the guard in which he did good. And then he's accused of rape and he's thrown into prison. And it looks like Joseph has no way out. He, he's been innocently um just innocently victimized by people who are jealous of him, by people who falsely accuse him. And so, and as we go on into the story, and the worst of it is he's sold by people he trusts, his brothers. And then as we go into this story, as Joseph is in prison, it looks bleak. It's It looks horrible. But each time, I wanted to make a point each time that Joseph experienced the negative from the pit to slavery and then to prison. On a spiritual level, each one of these incidents, each one of these things, it was a spiritual elevation. Joseph was actually going from one step to the next step, to the next step. It did not look like in the natural that the vision he had that he shared with his brothers and his father, Jacob, it did not look 
very good in the natural where we see with our physical eyes. And this could be a lot of stories for each and every one of us. It may not look positive what's going on in our lives, but Hashem is fulfilling the vision because his word does never, his words do not turn back to us void. Whatever God speaks into existence, in other words, it is going to come to pass, and nobody could stop it. And it doesn't matter what direction person is thoroughwatered, no matter who comes against you, no matter what you're facing, that in the natural, it does not look good. It doesn't look good. It didn't look good for Joseph. It didn't look good for the fact that he was pursued by his brothers who hated him because of a vision that God gave him. And it didn't look good when he was thrown into their pit while they were conspiring to kill him. It didn't look good for him to be sold into slavery. But each one of those things in the spiritual realm, it was quite the opposite of what it looked like. It looked like gloom and it looked like doom. But each time, Joseph, each time he was stepping the pit, he was stepping up from step one to that vision. And then from the pit to Potiphar's house, that was another step up. And then even though it was negative for Potiphar's wife to accuse him of that rape, that was a step three when he got thrown into the prison because he was going towards his destiny, even though there was an enemy trying to stop the words of God from being fulfilled. Those words, they, they were being fulfilled. Each thing, it doesn't matter which way he turned, Joseph was going in the right direction, okay? It didn't look good in the natural, but in the spiritual, he was getting closer and closer and closer to that thing. And I want to explain why. In prison, Joseph met two people, two very important people in prison. In prison, you would think prison would have been the worst place. Joseph met a butler and he also met a baker. Okay. And this butler, and it was the chief baker that Joseph met in that prison. And this, these were, these happened to be the pharaohs servants, the Pharaoh's officers. And in all of this, even in prison, even in that pit, even serving Potiphar, because of what happened to Joseph, Joseph learned how to get even closer to Hashem. Joseph learned during these trials, Joseph learned during these times how to truly speak and to pray and to talk to Hashem and to trust Hashem, to trust God, because he had, what could you do during times of what looks like a defeat? These are the times when we really, really learn to dig our heels in and trust God, trust 
we have to trust. And this is what Joseph did during those times. And that right there, during his time listening to God, hearing God, and trusting Hashem, during these times, this was the time of his elevation to meet the the Pharaoh's butler and to meet the Pharaoh's baker because it taught Joseph he was, he dreamed dreams in the beginning. He dreamed dreams, but not only did Joseph dream dreams, he learned how to pray about those dreams. And he also, he also, okay, I don't want to get to this part. I want to go to a quick commercial break before I go into further the conversation that Joseph had with the baker and the butler and how this was another stepping stone, which it was. This was another stepping stone for Joseph. So anyway, I want to take a quick, quick break. And I want you to think about how Potiphar's house, the prison, how it was a stepping stone for Joseph. It was a stepping stone spiritually, but in the physical, it looked bleak. When I come back, I want to explain this because I want to get into the, to even more of this, okay? I'll be right back after this. You are listening to the Caribbean Radio Show with Dr. Denise Lakatis on the Black Jewish Queen Live Chat. Look, flick him in like eight nights full of donuts Potato lockers and lachimes for the grown-ups The Hanukkah has to shine when it glows up Running inside, it's already getting colder A man of miracles, I witness with my visuals He's still in the business, be careful who you listen to When they try to get at you, like if it's real, I give it proof Well, it's you and every other Jew Who believe in the infinite, I don't have to give a hint But we do on Hanukkah, every time the candle's lit Darkness dismissed like every single enemy Nobody's on God's level, but they all pretend to be All we know is victory, eight nights glistening Many try to stop us, they don't get a mention here Like a window, make it clear, you know what today is it's Not saying it eight times, you'll have to replace it Oh man, yeah, it's Hanukkah You see all these miracles popping up Back and forth the way we rock it up All the lights is something you gotta love, yeah Oh man, yeah, it's Hanukkah And the flow is so iconic Back and forth the way we rock it up Even been down, but now we coming up Miracles happen on 34th Street to me. Seven days in a week, we got a nice hussy. Smile on my face, freestyle for living. Took the girls in life, the only enemy is if the Knicks ain't winning. I'm in the streets with peeps, and every day I'm chilling. 2021, my only job was living for a living. Please listen, I'm being grateful. Got heat, got hot, what about my own fried food? We outside till we inside. We actually been fighting hatred and bigotry our whole lives. Had a slice of the life, but now I want the whole pie. Got a tip for every hater that don't tip the pizza guy. Thousands of years 
ago we fought against the Greek fire. Now we ordering veggie burgers in Greek diners. Stay working on yourself, be a miracle, don't retire. Put the oil in the lamp and be a lighter. Come on, everybody, it be popping off. It was just Thanksgiving, how the heck it Hanukkah? Get a present VHS, tape Nintendo DVD, and an NFT from Gary V. And if you bump into someone when you're in the street, next time say excuse me. And if you see Adam Sandler in the street, tell him put me in the scene in the movie, yeah. Oh man, yeah, it's Hanukkah. You see all these miracles popping up. Back and forth the way we rock a cup. All the lights is something you gotta love, yeah. Oh man, yeah, it's Hanukkah. And the flow is so iconic. Back and forth the way we rock a cup. People been down, but now we coming up. You know we've been down, but we've come around. Then put our heads down And God took us out For eight nights We make a great light And we show the world we've won Oh man, yeah,
Introducing the Black Jewish Queen live chat with the Black Jewish Queen herself, your host, Dr. Denise Gotautis. I wanted to get into this because as we were speaking about, and as I promised, we would talk about Joseph. We're revisiting Joseph about his story, about how he, his life can relate to things that everybody else goes through in our modern day. And the last part that we stopped off at, Joseph, he was thrown in the pit by his brothers who conspired to kill him, sold into slavery, and then after the slavery, falsely accused of rape by Potiphar's wife, and then he's put into prison again by... um, the false accusation that Potiphar's wife made towards him. And I was speaking about how each time these negative things happened in the natural, it was a stepping stone for Joseph's elevation because in the beginning of all of this, what brought all of these slavery and this prison about, it was jealousy from the brothers of the dad, Jacob, And his favor that he had with Hashem, with God, which the vision of the sun, the moon, and the stars bowing down to him. So anyway, getting back, we are on the part where Joseph was cast into prison because he was falsely accused of rape by Potiphar's wife. And then after this, even though accusation came at him. Joseph, he was still innocent. He did nothing wrong. He did not wrong his brothers by telling them a dream that Hashem gave him. They got envy against him. He did not wrong the captain of the guard, Potiphar, by sleeping with Potiphar's wife. Because Joseph, he was faithful. He was Hebrew. He knew what was right and what was wrong. And Hashem, God was with him the whole time. Even though it looked bleak, spiritually speaking, he was stepping up. So we're going to go. Okay, Joseph was cast into prison. And Pharaoh was very angry against two of his officers. One was, one was the chief of the butlers, and the other one was the chief of the bakers. Okay? Joseph was bound in prison. And at this time, I'm sure Joseph was still saying, oh, you know, Hashem, the promise of this vision, the promise, you know, what? how is this, you know, in himself, how is this vision going to come to pass? Because look at my condition in the natural. But spiritually speaking, Joseph was on his breakthrough. He was on his way to a 
very, very breakthrough. He was on his way through the fulfillment of that vision that God gave him, even though it didn't look good. It looked worse in the natural. But spiritually speaking, he was right. He had to take that next step. And this is what happened. The butler that was thrown into the prison, the chief butler and the chief baker, they were strategically thrown into prison. This was all in the plan. This was all in the plan. Had Joseph's brothers not sold him into slavery, he would not be in the position that he is in, in that spiritual elevation position. And, okay, I'm going to tell you why. Both the chief butler and the baker, they had a vision. Both men had a vision in the night. And in that vision and in that dream, um, Joseph, who happened to be in the same prison, that both of those guys, they were looking sad, and they did not know that Joseph, who had the gift of dream interpretation and vision, he, he had the gift of dreams, Hashem, God gave him also the ability to interpret these things. And so he, Joseph, in other words, he was a dreamer, but he did not have the interpretation, believe it or not. He only had the interpretation after he went and prayed to Hashem to give him the interpretation. And so both of these guys, they were sad. And Joseph, he asked them, hey, you know, um, um, you know, what's wrong, you know? And both guys told them, told Joseph what each dream was about, okay? Um, the butler told his dream, and this is in Genesis chapter 40. Um, a vine with three branches, and it was though it budded, and her blossoms shot forth, and the clusters thereof brought forth a ripe grape. And the Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup to Pharaoh. Okay? So Joseph did pray, and he asked Hashem for the interpretation of this particular dream. And Joseph had this dream, okay? Joseph had this dream interpretation, in other words, okay? So he told him that in three days, the Pharaoh, he's going to restore him to his rightful place. But just by the dream that the cupbearer told him, okay? But um, Joseph told him, hey, because I gave you the interpretation of this dream, Remember me when Pharaoh takes you out of this place. Remember me. Okay? Make a mention of me. And the cupbearer promised. Okay? Now, the chief baker, he had his dream. And, of course, it was white baskets that were put on his head. And um, the birds... The birds ate from the basket on his head. Joseph gave him the interpretation of this dream. It wasn't a good interpretation because um, it was as the Pharaoh was going to lift his head off in three days. 
okay? And the birds are going to eat the flesh from him after that. And so as Joseph, as Hashem gave Joseph the ability to interpret these dreams, it came to pass. And as it came to pass, you see, when these things came to pass, um, I don't think for a second, um, it happened just as Joseph interpreted the cupbearer. They were, uh, the cupbearer was replaced in the, you know, he became the chief cupbearer again, chief officer again to Pharaoh. And then after uh, this came to pass, this was three days, and then three days as Joseph interpreted it, the butler, um, it, he was hanged, okay? It came to pass because Joseph had the interpretation because he prayed to Hashem for it. That's the only way Joseph was able to tell them their faith. And so I guess they forgot Joseph for a while, the cupbearer. He was brought back up into Pharaoh's um into into Pharaoh's um reach uh to serve Pharaoh again. And so as it came to pass the Pharaoh, he had slept and he dreamed a dream. Okay? He was dreaming about the seven ears of corn and upon a stock and in seven thin ears, okay? Well, in any event, the Pharaoh had a dream. No one in uh, the kingdom of Egypt could interpret that dream. The cup bearer, he, Pharaoh looked around for someone to interpret this dream, and he couldn't, he looked throughout the kingdom and could not find anybody to interpret it. And um, the cup bearer, um, had eventually wind up remembering Joseph. And this is what I'm saying. The cupbearer and the butler, they were strategically placed in prison so that the fulfillment of the sun, moon, and stars, remember the original dream that Joseph had and shared with his dad, would come to pass. And in turn, um, Pharaoh he was desperate to get the interpretation of a disturbing dream that he did have of the cows, and he could not find anyone. And um, he said, anyone that interpret this dream, I'm going to make them second, second highest in the kingdom. Well, guess what? The cupbearer remembered Joseph in prison, and they dressed Joseph. They got him ready to go before the Pharaoh. And the Pharaoh sent and called Joseph. They brought him out of the dungeon, shaved him, changed his raiment, as I said. And um, he asked, he said, Joseph, I have dreamed a dream. There's none that could interpret it. I have heard that thou canest understand a dream and interpret it. And Joseph, he answered the Pharaoh saying, it is not in me. But God should give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And in turn, Joseph wind up interpreting that dream because Hashem, God, gave him the answers. And God helped, in turn, that vision come to pass because Joseph was raised second 
highest to Pharaoh. And the bringing and fulfillment of it, Pharaoh's dream was a, it was about a starvation that was going on, that was going to happen throughout the land. And Joseph, with the help of God, was able to interpret that dream. And it was a starvation. It was a famine throughout the entire land. And guess what? In all of this, that was the that was the beginning of Joseph's rulership in Egypt. The dream that he told his father, Jacob, and he shared with his brothers, it was a fulfillment. It did not look at all good for Joseph in prison, in a pit, and um, forgotten a little for a little while. It didn't look like that that fulfillment would come. But it was strategically set up by Hashem when the baker and the cupbearer got thrown into the prison because in those little things, was spiritually speaking, was Joseph's fulfillment of the vision that God had given him, and it was his elevation. And I'm just talking to everybody out there now. There's different challenges that many of us, we face. It may not look good in the moment, in the natural, but spiritually speaking, the skills in everything that Hashem gives us he ele- he is elevating us. We're learning things that we never would have learned had we not went through the things that we go through. We have this is the way that um Hashem God works. It doesn't look good in the natural, but had you stayed where you were, would you know what you know now? And that's the question and that is why a lot of us, we need to look at a lot of these stories that the patriarchs, um, their lives, what they went through, and we need to apply it to our lives because it is a way to learn. Joseph's story is very inspirational because with each and every bad thing that each one of us face, we should take each one of these things and look one thing that's not mentioned here that I see that is happening because it took faith for Joseph to interpret Pharaoh's dream, the cupbearer's dream, and the and the uh, baker's dream. It took faith for him to be able to do that because he had to be listening. He had to have some type of uh, relationship with Hashem in order to do these things he had to hear from him because if he didn't hear from God he would never have been able to give them even the Pharaoh the interpretation and the correct interpretation of the dreams that he had and not only that with that interpretation that he gave Pharaoh he was able to help Egypt overcome the famine and not only did he help Egypt overcome the famine people from foreign lands such as his brothers in his who did not recognize him once they came to Egypt. People were drawn to Egypt because Joseph had the wisdom to tell Pharaoh, 
to put some of the harvest in storage so that when that famine came in the land, they would be spared. They had, because of what Joseph did, they were blessed so much in Egypt because of Joseph that everybody in the surrounding countries came to Egypt in order to have rations they paid with money. Joseph made Egypt very, very rich because they paid with money because of the store of food. Everyone, every other land suffered from a great famine to where they did not have anything. But because of Joseph, because of Joseph trusting in Hashem, because he trusted God, he was able to help Pharaoh store away those things and everybody depended on Egypt during this time of this great famine to <laughs> to um, survive. They had to go and get supplies. And this led Joseph's brothers and Jacob to Egypt. And they did not recognize Joseph. He was a ruler in Egypt. And it brought this vision. It brought this vision to pass. And... The 11 stars bowed down to Joseph as he was a ruler in Egypt, and he recognized them, but they did not recognize him at first until he later revealed himself. And as they came to Egypt, that vision, that dream that he had, it came into fulfillment because, you know why, throughout all of this time, Joseph, in order for this, to come, even in the good, even in the bad, Joseph had immuna. Immuna is faith. He had faith in the bad. In the pit, he had faith. During the time of Potiphar's wife, he stuck to those commandments. He stuck to his God. And he, even though he was thrown in prison for being accused falsely, he still trusted Hashem. He trusted God. And in that trust, look where it got him. God led him straight from the pit to the palace. And this is a great example of the way each and every one of us, we should uh, lead our lives. We should trust in the good and in the bad. Because it is a, you know, it is a story. I mean, this is an inspirational story. I'm very inspired by the story of Joseph. And so throughout all of this, the fulfillment of the vision that Joseph had took place, and he was able to save his family from the famine, and they were able to move to Egypt. And they were able, um, that a lot of people had gotten saved because of his obedience. And when we're obedient to Hashem, when we compare what's happening in our lives to the life of this patriarch, Joseph, we could compare his experiences and it could help us build, build our faith when we look at what he went through. When we're thinking we're going through something, we could sometimes think of what he went through in the pit, of how much trust he had to have in 
Hashem and God in order to overcome the obstacles that he was facing. And whenever, whenever we go through a hard time, it is always good to continuously, I mean, daily, you know, we should, we should, we should always, always, all of us always practice uh, prayer, always, always. (laughs) So this story um, of Joseph and his brothers, you put it to your stories, you put it to your life, you apply it to your life. It goes throughout the Torah, uh, many, many stories of this nature. The key was the faith and the key was the trust in Hashem. We trust him for different things in the good things and in the bad things. So anyway, I'm going to go to a quick, quick break and be right back after this. From author Dr. Denise Gotanis comes a self-help guide that will give you valuable information about the world around you in ways never imagined. The Metaphysical God in Relation to His Creation. Available on Amazon. In this must-read book, you will learn about your importance in the world and the metaphysical universe around you. You will be introduced to the Metaphysical God who has a relationship with you and those around you. Whether you are aware of this or not, you come into contact with Him daily. He is omnipresent metaphysically. He is in and out outside of his creation. And what does a metaphysical God have to do with you and the creation around you? You are a very big piece of a huge puzzle. The Metaphysical God in Relation to His Creator from author Dr. Denise Gotadis is available on Amazon. Order your copy right now.
the night is the night sunset twilight head back come along take flight high and twinkle and a twinkle and a sitting in the sky and shine and i'm feeling all right but i can for the one you love this sunlight from below to above eight nights celebrate till i fly in the sky like a dog let me unwind as i light up a flame in the name of the lion of
I'm thankful you allowed me to come and share um, the story of Joseph in your home. I'm thankful. I thank everybody. With the Black Jewish Queen live chat, it's good. I'm thankful for uh, sharing this with you, uh, sharing with you the story of Joseph. I hope uh, this story inspired you. I hope you open up your Torah. You kind of look at the story of Joseph. It's very inspirational. Um, thank you, everyone, uh, for joining me uh, with the Caribbean radio show uh, with uh, Dr. Evie. I hope that everyone uh, support her mission to help. Uh, the children of Jamaica with the shoe drive that she has every week, and especially the Give Back Tuesday. I'm thankful for everyone that constantly come and listen to the Caribbean radio show, the Black Jewish Queen Life Chat. Um, I love sharing with you my take on the story of Joseph. Um, with this coat of many colors and going from the pit to the palace. Uh, it's a good to just share the stories of the patriarchs and compare our own lives with them and let them inspire us and make decisions in our lives, especially through prayer with Hashem. I just thank everybody. Thank everybody. For this. <laughs> Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank everybody, and I hope you have a happy Hanukkah and happy holidays and happy New Year to everybody that listened in today. To you soon.